What if you knew your animal better than anyone else, including your vet? What if you knew where to go for information covering a variety of different topics that allow you to choose the care you would like for the furry member of the family? What if this information can be found with even more ease than ever before? Get ready to listen, share, and question what animal care used to be and where it can go. Now, here's the host of Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show, certified animal chiropractor, Dr. Andy Harper. Welcome, welcome to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with me, Dr. Andy, as your host. I'm a certified animal chiropractor, access consciousness facilitator, and animal wizard. I'm here today to invite you to information to empower you to know what you know about your animal. So today, um, we are going to talk what is this positive-based positive dog training exactly with our guest, Anna Malera, my first returning guest ever. How cool is that? Um, <laughs> hi, Anna. Hello, um, hello. And throughout this hour, I'm going to invite everyone to um, call in, chat in your questions, share your animal stories, and join me on this radio adventure. And you can reach me or us in a variety of ways. You can call them in at 815-880-8255 in the U.S., 613-800-8736 in Canada, and UK-wide, it's 4433 you can always Skype them in at a2zen.fm and chat them in at www.a2zen.fm. And along the top blue line, choose chat. So, again, today, what is this positive-based dog training exactly? And Anna Malera is going to um, walk us through that. Um, and she is a dog trainer and has been um, with dogs and their families for almost two decades. Um, she's originally from New York. She's been here more than 13 years now, here as in Denver, Colorado. Um, she's a certified professional dog trainer and a member of the Association of Pet Dog Trainers and a member of International Association of Animal Behavior Consultants um, and, and a, a laundry list of, of other things. Um, she runs her business, uh, Training of Grace. She's founded that here in Lakewood, Colorado. So we have some questions for the hour, like what is positive-based dog training? What does that look like? And then... I, I, I personally need some cl um, clarification on all these terms that are out there, like what is a balanced approach to dog training? What are all these other techniques that are out there, what they're called, and what maybe they look like a little bit? And then which technique's going to work best for my dog, my family, my life and living? So, Anna, how are you today? Oh, hi. I'm doing great. I'm doing super great. Did I miss anything no, you, this... you really need everyone to know at the moment? Yeah, no, this is this is really great. I love this question uh because um there are there are so many different ways to train a dog to do what you want them to do, to function in your household. Uh but when it comes down to it, my relationship with my animal is the most important uh thing that I want to keep uh safe. I want to make it strong and I want to make it loving. And so I do choose a praise-based approach. Uh, so, so as far as I want to, I want to actually answer all of those questions. Uh, I want to start off with the kind of hitting all those different uh, names of things. So, uh, many praise-based trainers will call themselves a positive reinforcement trainer. So, those positive reinforcement inter interchangeably. Mm -hmm. 
Not necessarily. It, it's okay. kind of a, a mis a, 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 a misnomer. What do you, how do you say that? <laughs> it's been misnamed um, because a a a, um, uh, a praise based trainer basically is what it sounds like. It's we base our training on praise, on uh, giving reinforcement. Um, uh, it's based on love. It's based on on, on loving guidance uh, and a positive reinforcement trainer uh, basically means the same thing for the general public. So when somebody says, oh, Anna, she is a positive reinforcement trainer or a positive reinforcement only trainer, I don't correct them in general because when it comes down to the grand scheme of things, I don't really care what people call me. They can call me a balance trainer. They can call me um, a, a positive reinforcement trainer. They can call me a really nice trainer. <laughs> Whatever they want to call me is fine with me. The the ultimate goal is to get a great relationship uh, and understanding going on between your your pet. Now, with that said, the positive reinforcement is one of the four quadrants of learning theory. So, that means so, so I'll, I'll name the four. I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty of them because it's a it's a, a little too a little too techy, a little too uh, uh, too much for what I what I want to discuss today. But there is positive reinforcement, which basically is the uh, you do something good, I give you a cookie, right? Everybody knows positive reinforcement. Uh, you do a job, I pay you money. Um, then there is positive punishment. Positive punishment is basically you do something naughty and I will hurt you. I will apply something that is yucky. So the the positive means applying of something. It doesn't necessarily mean positive as in warm, fuzzy positive. right? That's where I think where people get kind of confused. Then I, I wouldn't have thought of it that way. So that's yeah. oh, a clarification yeah. of terms yeah. for people. Yeah, yeah. So um, then there's... The negative, the negative reinforcement or the negative punishment means the taking away of something. So if my dog jumps up on me, I may take away my attention by turning my back on them. If my dog pulls on leash, I may take away the privilege of moving forward by stopping in my tracks. All right. Now, are so that's, those a that's, couple that's, things that you would use in your praised base? Yes, yes, and I will yes. I will talk about that. That's, yeah, that's, I know that, you will. I will I'm just saying, that. but even and though then, we have the negative <laughs> yes. word to it, mm-hmm. it's something that would be used in the absolutely model. Okay, absolutely. And so, um, and then there's the negative punishment, which um, which which is probably I guess probably the the, the ickier of of all of them, um, which is uh, for example the use of a shock collar. Uh, when it is used in a recall. The dog is running away from you. You press the button on the shock, so the dog is getting a continuous shock, and then you call the dog, the dog turns to you, and you release the electric shock flow. Um, the same, that, that's very similar to like the horse uh, with the uh, bit in its mouth. You release the pressure as the horse turns to the correct side. So, So as far as... Uh, positive and negative, um, positive and negative. The main thing to remember, as far as that's concerned, is that positive means the adding of, right? And negative okay. means the subtracting of. Okay? okay. Generally, when we punish, we create. Um, when we add punishment, 
we are trying to stifle a behavior. We're trying to stop a behavior, right? When we add reinforcements, when we add something, we are generally trying to create more of it, okay? So we add something positive, we're going to create more of it. Okay, so so um, okay. that's that's in a nutshell uh, the the four quadrants. Um, it, we can get into really elaborate things where we say, oh, uh, you know, the dog jumps up and 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 mom gives him hugs and kisses. Well, it's reinforcing for the dog. Hey, it's reinforcing for the parent. Right, and so we have to kind of look at a whole bunch of other stuff. So let me get into what each of the different the the, the different things that we the the names that people call different types of trainers, traditional trainers generally are compulsion-type trainers, which means that the dog does something incorrectly, regardless of whether the dog knows he's supposed to do it or not, and they are corrected, meaning they'll pop a choke chain, right? They'll, they'll, they'll make a, a jerk on the choke chain, and it'll pinch on the dog's neck. It'll hurt on the dog's throat. And compulsion um, what? Compulsion, compulsion training, um, traditional training. Um, uh, you also call that punishment-based training, uh, because what's happening there is we're saying, uh, "Here's the punishment for what you did. Now figure out what it was that you did so that you don't get hit again, or so that you don't get zapped again, so that you don't get choked again." Okay, that's what the pun- uh, punishment-based training is. Okay. Then um, there are <clears throat> that's that's traditional compulsion based training um, uh, and punishment based training. Then there are some that call themselves balanced trainers. And balanced trainers, when I first started hearing the term, I said, "Oh yeah, that's what I am." And then I realized, no, that is so not what I am. Balanced trainers will use both compulsions and praise or positive methods. So they might say, fluffy sit, and the dog doesn't sit. So they'll choke them with the choke chain, and then when the dog sits, they'll say, good dog, and give them a cookie. So it's balanced is what that's called, okay? okay. And so so I, I realized, gosh, no, 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 that's not where I, where I fall. I don't fall into that category. And so if, there, if we had a... Um, um, a, 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 a a graph or a, uh, a um, I'm trying to, uh, I'm like, how do I explain this on the radio? <laughs> like, I need to show you a picture. Um, so, so, we took um, away the whiteboard. At from one it. end of, <laughs> took away the whiteboard, now I can't function. Um, so if I am, so, so on a line, let's say, um, all the way to the left side, let's say here's all the praise and the, and the cookies and the reinforcement and the happy talk and the ball playing, if that's all the way on the left side and all the way on the right side is the shaming and the um, uh, hitting and shock and uh, choke uh, and, and those types of things, I am not in the middle. I am probably, oh gosh, if I had to break this up in like a, a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being the praise base and 10 being the punishment based. Um, I would probably fall at about a two. That's about where I live in my world of training. Okay, that's with that. I do so, use. So I'm going to I'm going to stop I'm going to stop you there for mm-hmm. a sec. So we yeah. have praise, and I'm going to use your one to ten. Yes. 
and then we let's stick just balanced in the middle because of the word <laughs> more than right. really uh-huh. anything. And then we yeah. have and then we have punishment based. Is punishment interchangeable with traditional in your world? In my world, yes. Okay. That's where I was like, okay, do we have four now or Mm -hmm. still the three? So we're going to stick with praise on one, balanced at five, and ten with traditional slash punishment. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, and there's a whole bunch in between, right? There's a whole bunch in between. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, so as far as um, how I train my dogs, I uh, set them up for lots and lots of success and lots and lots of cookie delivery, toy and play delivery, affection and praise delivery. But I also pay very close attention to those deliveries, those um, what I consider the praise and the reinforcement. Is it truly praise and reinforcement to that particular dog? That's a very important factor. So if I play with my um, my lab, my Meg, my sweet little lab Meg, if I play with her and I say, come on, girl, let's go over here and let's um, let's do sits and downs and tricks and whatever, right? And I pay her with food, she's just over the moon, right? Mm-hmm. If I pay her with petting, she's like, yeah, that's nice, mm, but that's really not the greatest. You could do better, Mom. And if I pay her with... Um, a good hearty thump on her rib cage, she would go, I don't want to play with you. Right? So there's, there's, that could actually almost be a punishment to her if I gave her a good happy thump on the ribs. Whereas if I gave my German shepherd some good thumps on the ribs, he would go, oh, yeah, that's good. Do it again. Do it again. And he would dive between my legs and I would squish his rib cage and I would grab his, rough on his neck and kind of yank it side to side and he'd go and he would just enjoy it. That would be a joyful time for him, right? Whereas if I played with my staffy, my Tatanka, and gave him some thumps on the ribs and some smacks on the booty and grabbed him by his jowls and shook him and dragged him around, he would be elated, right? So you can see with those three dogs, it varies from dog to dog what they see as reinforcing. All of them see food as reinforcing. Most of them see play as reinforcing. But each play Some, is different. Yes, but play is different. Yeah, play is different. Um, and also in different situations. So if I were to give my Meg um, <clears throat> some fetching ball time in the backyard... Uh, that's very reinforcing to him, to her. Uh, but if I were to try to play fetch with her as a reinforcement after she ran an agility competition, she would be like, uh, stupid ball, where's the cookie? Right? So there's, right. so, so it's situational as well. Right? So, so I hope that that kind of helps a little bit there as far as, um, understanding what truly is reinforcing to a different being. Right, and I actually I'm on, I have a few more questions on that. Let's yeah, um, please, take a break, ahead. and then we'll come back and talk about how every dog is different. Yes. <laughs> right? Yes. All yes. right, we'll be right yes. back. Okay. Many of us make choices on how to care for our animals based on how it has been done in the past or what others have always done. 
what would it look like to choose what your pet requires, which may be very different from what others would choose? By tuning into Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor, Dr. Andy Harper, you'll receive information and options you never even knew existed to improve your relationship with animals in your life. Listen to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on atizen.fm. This is Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor, Dr. Andy Harper, or more well-known as the Energy Wizard. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. at 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at adazen.fm. You can also ask a question by sending an email to drandy at harpersridge.com. Welcome back. Thank you for joining me today with our guest, Anna Malera, dog trainer extraordinaire. You can reach her directly at Anna, A-N-A, at trainingwithgrace.com. And let me see, what is a good phone number? 303-238-DOGS, so 3647. Um, her website is trainingwithgrace.com. And again, I invite you to join us with your questions and your animals and check out how easy it is to chat your question in live at www.a2zen.fm. Click on chat in the top blue line. You can also email me at drandy at harpersridge.com. You can always call them in at 815-880-8255 in the U.S., 613-800-8736 in Canada, and the U.K. at 443-0001062. So we were talking about... Um, reinforcing and how dogs may differ with that. Mm -hmm. um, you were mentioning Meg and how she's maybe a little yeah. softer and your, your, mm -hmm. your boys and your two other dogs, which happen to be boys. That's not always mm -hmm. a criteria for the rubber No, play, it isn't, but, yeah. Um, they just happen to be. Um, and then, like, I, my standard poodle could, for his entire 12 and a half years, could really give a two hoots for a cookie, as long as I gave him a hug and a pat, he was like, that was mm -hmm. good, you know, and yeah, throw the ball yeah. for him. So, you Yeah, know, they're, in, they're as individual as we are. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. that maybe, maybe somebody's listening today um, wondering what these other training techniques are because they've always done maybe traditional and punishment-based because yeah. that's been around the mm -hmm. longest and what I think most people are familiar with. And it's always worked well according to them, for all these other dogs, and now they have this other new dog in the house, and it's yeah. not working. <laughs> yeah, and, and so, so the main thing that comes up for me when that, um, when, you, when you talk about that, well, this works. Yes, it may work as a function. So mm -hmm. I can get all three of my dogs, I can, I can train any one or all three of my dogs to do any behavior with a shock collar. I can do it with the prong collar. I can do it with cookies. I can do it with toys. I can do it with play. I can do it with affection. However, what's going to be most effective in the long run for my relationship? And there's a reason that I gravitated towards praise-based training 
the main reason is that I want my relationship to be of trust and of love and of understanding with me and my dog. So I do not like the use of uh, rougher methods or um, punitive methods or, or, or traditional methods or methods that force my dog to do something. So if I force my dog, and let's say my dog uh, is uh, reactive and lunging at other dogs, I could put a shock collar on my dog or a, or a prong collar on my dog and train him to not do that. But I'm not training him by an understanding, by, by, the, by the means of understanding each other, that it's not necessary to do that, it's not um, you're safe and you're with me and you don't have to do that. I'm not teaching that way. I would be teaching if I was punishing, I would be teaching out of um, uh, stifling that behavior. I would be um, squashing down that behavior along with whatever emotions are going on. And then what happens there is the dog starts to go, wait a minute, I just have to do what I have to do, but I'm not really understood and I'm not well supported. And that's, that's what, I, what I, uh, I have a problem with or I have challenges with when families want to use uh, the, the method that just works because punishment works. And if you think about it, it works. You know, it's mm-hmm. you know, you, you touch a hot stove, it punishes you, and you make sure you don't touch that hot stove again. Right? So, so punishment does absolutely work. But my challenge to you is find a better way that is a better relationship builder for you. Okay? Absolutely, and it's just mm-hmm. people are now just looking at. That. Yeah. You know, dogs are yeah. now just in our homes. They're now, you know, 20 years ago they were still farm dogs. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know, and they lived outside yeah. and they, they did their thing and they weren't <laughs> like in our homes. They weren't considered our children. <laughs> so I think it's very Andy, cool you, that- as, as you say that, Andy, I'm, I'm actually, you know, uh, as I'm on the phone with, with you guys here, uh, you know, talking with you guys here, I'm actually laying in my bed on top of my covers with all three of my dogs in my bed with me as we're talking. So, yeah, mm-hmm. they're, they're far from farm dogs, yeah. Yeah, very so, different all now. Of that, so all of that has, has shifted, and it's just how maybe society has shifted. And so, you know, maybe that mm-hmm. person for the last 20 years has been using something, and what I meant by that dog that it doesn't work for anymore, yeah. now – it doesn't work in the eyes of their neighbor. It doesn't work in the eyes of their spouse. It doesn't work in the eyes, and maybe that dog's a little softer, and that's and and now it's not working. And so that's why I want you out here talking about it. Yeah, and, yeah, and, exactly. And saying there's something else besides what's always been done. Yeah, there's, yeah, there absolutely. Obey. Yeah, there there absolutely is, and I think that when we start to take a look at the animal as a whole. Uh, we, we start to recognize, hey, you know what, this, this is something that, this is another living being that I want to have a great relationship with rather than I want the dog to obey, I want the dog to follow and do what I say. Because uh, that's, you know, that, that's a doable thing. It's been, being, it's, it's been done for years. But can it be done more gently? Can it be done um, in a manner that is more kind? Um, so with, with that said, um, I, uh, I, I will often get the, um, uh, the, the question, well, it's, it's a German shepherd. I've got to be strong with him. I've got to be rough with him. It's a, it's a pit bull. I've, I've, I've got to show him who's boss. 
Um, I've got to show them that I'm alpha. Um, and, and, and truly, um, my, my perspective on that is, is I, I, I don't believe it's necessary. I don't believe that we need to be alpha. Um, you know, I, I, I'm going to stop you, know, you I, right there because you do have a point of view on alpha. What is what do you say about um, leadership? I think don't you call it gentle a, gentle leadership? Yeah, yeah, that's gentle your, leadership. That's yours, your words that you that we could now start utilizing instead of alpha, instead of dominating, Absolutely. instead of what else? But what yeah, about gentle leadership? Yeah. Because you can't also have anarchy in your house. Exactly. Exactly. So, <laughs> so there's gentle, yeah. So there's gentle leadership and there's guidance. And at the same time, I also have to pay attention to, well, are my rules my rules because I, I work, I was taught these rules because I just felt like it and I made them up because they actually work. Like, why did I make up these rules? And here's here's me totally being completely candid and, and, and perfectly honest here, is my rules have not always been the same for every dog mm-hmm. in existence at this time and for every dog um, throughout, you know, in all of my uh, teaching and learning. So, you know, I was taught, well, and well, you don't let changed, the dogs on the furniture. Right, and well, and have they changed right, over the yeah. animal's lifetime? Oh, don't absolutely, the rules absolutely. Age, mm-hmm. ages and all yeah. that? Exactly, and and so I, uh, you know, so, so a good example would be um, I prefer to not have my dogs underfoot in the kitchen while I am preparing their meals, and um, but one of the things that I, I I realized that was very very difficult for my my youngest my my little staffy is that he would cry and chirp and bark and squeal and 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 walk around and pace around and have such a hard time waiting for his meals to be prepared when I would put him in a downstay somewhere he wouldn't he just couldn't hold it he was just so he was vibrating and so I decided okay well, I'm going to put him in his crate and I would crate him and I'd shut the door, but then he would carry on. And I was like, okay, well then what works better for him? Oh, look at this. You can sit on a mat in the kitchen while I prepare food. And and, and, and somebody else might say, oh, well, you're letting him be, control you. And I could say, well, okay, you could see that. That could be your perspective. That could be how you see it. But is he happier? Yes. Is my household happier? Yes. Am I happier? Yes. Does it work? Yes. Right? Am I worried about anything? No. Is it is it causing a problem anywhere? No. Uh, so so it really does um, it really does matter that that you you look at well from home you know from each individual household uh, each individual dog each individual personality you got to decide with for um, how you're going to make your rules according to what works for your family. Uh, some families, you know, say, "Well, I well, when I come to see them at their household, they say, well, I know, I know this is wrong, but I sometimes let the dog on the bed.'" And I'll say, "Well, who says it's wrong? I sure didn't. Like, I don't have a problem with the dog one on the bed." Right? Yeah, we definitely get that a lot. Um, I and I say, lot. you know, it's not wrong. It's not wrong unless it's a problem. If your dog is laying on the bed and you want to get in the bed and your dog snaps at you, that's a whole different deal. Um, but if your dog, you know, you're laying on the bed and you invite your dog on the bed and your dog snuggles up with you and you have a really good night's sleep, rock on. You know, have at it. That's fantastic. Um, but so the, the rules really have to apply from dog to dog to dog, 
family to family, and so on, in whatever situations you need. Um, and so, so back to as far as you know, the, the types of training are concerned, uh, as, as far as the training is concerned, um, I know I'll, I'll repeat this a few times, but I think that the most important thing to pay attention to is when you are trying to teach something to your animal, is the dog, and I'm specifically focusing on dogs, but you know, we, we, we train all kinds of things, um, all kinds of animals, um, whatever it is that you're trying to teach your animal, uh, is your is your dog, cat, bird, whatever, understanding what it is that's required of them? And are they okay doing it? Are they comfortable doing it? Or is your dog sitting and staying out of sheer fear that they're going to get punished if they don't? All right, so think about that if you could push yeah, so great questions. Let's come back and talk about all of that. We've got to take another break here. Okay, Many of us make choices on how to care for our animals based on how it has been done in the past or what others have always done. What would it look like to choose what your pet requires, which may be very different from what others would choose? By tuning into Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor Dr. Andy Harper, you'll receive information and options you never even knew existed to improve your relationship with animals in your life. Listen to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on atizen.fm. This is Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor, Dr. Andy Harper, or more well-known as the Energy Wizard. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. at 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at adazen.fm. You can also ask a question by sending an email to drandy at harpersridge.com. Welcome back once again to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show. Um, along with the radio show, I have an animal chiropractic practice in Denver, Colorado Springs area in Colorado. I offer those that are able to join me in person one-on-one sessions, including chiropractic, laser therapy, essential oils, and energetic magic with animals. All that's out on the website at harpersridge.com. And I do have some classes coming up, but I want to make sure we get Anna's out there. Do you have anything coming up at the Training with Grace Center in the next couple weeks? Oh, wow. We've got some some fun stuff coming up. Uh, We've got a brand-new Family Dog One class starting in about two weeks. Actually, we have two coming up. Uh, We have a shaping class, which is a clicker training class for learning uh, more focused behaviors like pulling a tissue from a box or uh, retrieving the remote control or uh, opening a door. Uh, so real specific behaviors. It's so much fun. And useful behaviors, too, like go out yeah. and get in the newspaper in the rain. Um, so uh, uh, that, that class is an ongoing class. We also have Family Dog 2, which is a... Uh, a class um, aimed towards uh, getting or acquiring your Canine Good Citizen Award um, and title. 
And uh, and we also have an, a new agility class starting up. I believe it's next week. Uh, and they're all listed on our website at trainingwithgrace.com. Very nice. And I do have a bars class for the humans this Sunday at um, in Lone Tree. And that's, again, up on the website. And that's for um, actually just for the humans. It's to um, eliminate all of your considerations, and that may improve your relationship with your animal. What were we chatting about? Um, you had some great yeah, you had some, I know, but you had some great questions and they all like slid it out of my blonde head. Um, yeah. So the the um, it, it, as far as what the uh, the training is concerned, when we are training our animals, I ask you to look for what kind of a relationship am I building with my dog? If I want my dog to uh, not jump up on me, let's say. Right? I come home from work, my dog jumps up on me. Uh, there are different ways to eliminate that behavior. I may choose to come in armed with um, uh, with some food and meet my dog low on the ground while his feet are still on the ground and feed him down low um, on the ground. I might uh, uh, have a dog that jumps up and puts his teeth on my on my skin or on my clothes and pulls on me with his mouth, uh, I might come in and immediately put a toy right in his mouth uh, to eliminate or reduce the likelihood of him jumping and mouthing me. Uh, Whereas someone else might say, well, if the dog jumps up, you knee him as hard as you can in the chest and the dog will stop doing it. Well, is that effective? Yeah, it probably is effective. Um, but is that what you really want to do to your dog? Is that how you want to um, cause your dog, uh, create bad behavior to, um, to, to dissipate? Um, I would prefer to create uh, the joy, continue to get to have the joy of, of, um, for, the, for the dog. My, my, I come home and my dog is really excited to see me, but my dog is keeping um, his feet on the ground. Uh, so, so, so I believe that there are different ways to do it, um, but I, I also believe that the more gentle, uh, more, um, more praise-based, more um, light-hearted way um, is always going to be, in my opinion, the best way to go. Very cool. Uh, I know there's. Well, how do I want to phrase this? Maybe I should just spit it out, right? Um, you spit it so out, what, yeah. I'll just spit it out. So what is the, what are the traditional saying about you? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's a good part. I, yeah. I'm sure yeah, there's, I'm sure there's two yeah. camps, and I'm sure there's stuff being oh, flung back and forth. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, time. absolutely. Yeah. So well, actually, you, that's, that's something that, yeah, that's something that actually comes up quite a bit because there are um, – there are still a lot of traditional trainers. There are shock collar trainers out there. There are um, uh, there are co- corrections um, based trainers that will use um, uh, choke and, and and prong and so on. And um, although effective, um, I disagree with the 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 use of those methods. Um, as far as what are they saying about us? There's um, well, there's there's the gamut. Um, uh, there are uh, what is it? The the cookie pu- cookie cookie pushers are, are the big ones that were were called. That's what we're called a lot is cookie pushers. And um, uh, we also get the 
those those wussy those positive ones, those woo-woo oh, ones, too. Um, so what's the problem if you're a ones. cookie pusher? Yeah. Yeah, the cookie pusher is what, what, uh, what oftentimes people will, it's a misperception that if you no, are giving cookies for, <laughs> if you're, most if you're giving, you know? <laughs> yeah, mostly. Um, but if you are giving too many cookies, well, the dog is only going to perform for cookies. Uh, and that is true if it's, if it's not done right. Right? So, That's what I was so say, isn't that uh, true? I'm sorry, say that again? I go, that, and that's what I was going to say, but isn't that true? It, dot, 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 yeah. if it's not done correctly. Yeah, if it's not done correctly. That's that's the big thing. Is So so if we have, um, uh, so I'll give you an example, lure-based training. So luring, that means that you take a cookie and you put it to the dog's nose and, and you allow them to follow it into whatever position you're looking for. A lure-based trainer will um, bribe or lure the dog into position, right? There's nothing wrong with doing it that way. I tend to not teach that way simply because I do teach the general public quite a bit. And the general public often has a little bit of uh, a challenge drawing the line at, okay, I've lured once or twice, let me now put the cookie away and start making it happen without the cookie, but still paying once the behavior's done. What we tend to find is that people get kind of married to the cookie, and they lure and lure and lure and lure, and here we have, you know, six years, nine years, ten years down the road, we've got a dog that will only sit if you have a cookie in your hand. Um, and so that can happen with lure-based training. Uh, and, and again, you know, just to be very clear, I don't believe that luring is bad, but what does tend to happen is um, your average Joe will get into the habit of always having that cookie. And, you know, in the scheme of things, is that so bad? Well, not really so bad, but will you get that behavior to happen without a cookie in hand? Uh, you know, is, is that really truly important to you? Um, I focus more on what's called shaping. Uh, we wait for behaviors to get offered by the subject, by the dog, uh, and once it's offered, we um, make an audible cues or an audible marker, so the sound of a clicker um, or, an, or a verbal marker, like a yes or a good, uh, and, and then it is followed by a cookie or some sort of reinforce, reinforcer. Generally, a small cookie the size of a piece of kibble, um, generally pretty high value, uh, like chicken or cheese or steak, something really pretty high value. Uh, and so as far as, <clears throat> um, as far as how that works, as far as how that works, with shaping, you're not put presenting the food before what they have to do. You're actually presenting it after it's done. Uh, so it, there's a less a lesser likelihood that the dog will uh, say, well, I'm not going to do it unless you show me the cookie because this cookie was never shown to begin with. It just gets presented once the, once the behavior is done. Does that make sense? And so they're 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 responding. I, I'm going to may use words you're going to have to correct me on, but um, mm-hmm. they're going to respond more to the 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 ask and the click, and then the cookie will show up to reinforce. Correct. So the, the cookie will show up to reinforce. And that cookie will show up more in the beginning and less as time goes on. Yes. Yes, okay. exactly. Less as time goes on. We expect more behavior. We raise the criteria as the dog is learning. Uh, so as far as um, how the dog learns, what we do is we're actually asking the dog 
by simply existing, we're asking them to offer behaviors. And for dogs that are clean slate dogs, they tend to offer more behaviors more quickly. So if you've got a brand new puppy and you start to clicker train and do shaping, they're going to get much better, much faster. They're going to offer behaviors very quickly. Um, but if you have a dog that already comes with what, what we call baggage, they may have already been, um, their behaviors may have been stifled by punishment, it's less likely that they will offer behaviors without a prompt or a lure or some sort of entice, something to entice them. And so if you do have that kind of dog, sure, you can start off with luring, but then you want to get rid of that lure, uh, and, um, and a good trainer can really help guide you through that. And so sometimes, who knows what your 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 what you were even your your start out target was? But if you have a, a a dog that is stifled, you may actually be looking for a behavior that they offer or to come out of that shell a little bit more. Yes, yes. We had a a, a dog that came to us a while back that stood so still. If you didn't know it, you would think it was a statue. He was so, so still. Actually, it was a, a female. Um, and and we were trying to get her uh, to, to work in, in agility with, with her mom. And, and, and mom says, you know, well, she doesn't do anything unless I, you know, tell her to do it. And, and, and I was a little bit, um, I was a little bit, I don't want to say stumped by this dog, but, but I was a little bit, there, there was part of the, gosh, it's a challenge, but there was also the, I'm sad because this dog has, doesn't know, doesn't quite have the joy of let me be goofy, let me try some things, let me be joyful. Um, and, and it was quite interesting to see that there wasn't a whole lot of joy going on with this dog or the parent. Uh, you know, she, she came from a traditional background um, where you 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 stifle the dog into, uh, you punish them into submission and and the dog follows. They they, they do what you, you ask them to do because they, they're trying to avoid being punished. Um, anyway, this dog came into class um, with it, with her mom and, and uh, she would stand very, very, very still. And we had to get really, really sharp and creative as far as, um, as getting her to move. So even when we would take a cookie and toss it in front of her for her to follow the cookie to show some motion, the dog would look at the cookie and lick her lips um, as, a, as a sign of stress and um, and then stand there and not go after the cookie. And so so even that was a little bit challenging. I was like, wow, even luring isn't working for this dog. Uh, and so we started to free shape her, which means that we would click and treat her for every little teeny tiny motion that she made and she started to make the connection that it was okay to move um so so it was it was very interesting to just watch her and and sometimes it was something as little as like her dropping her chin a quarter of an inch and blinking her eyes and leaning forward um and and by the time we you know uh were 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 a few sessions into it she was a lot more lively and even prancy when she came to the training center. So, um, but it was a challenge because she had been stifled for so long. And, and that's an awesome story. And it, it's something that maybe people that are thinking about being a dog trainer or people that have a dog to be trained, you, you tend to think, I'm going to go, they're going to learn how to sit, 
and lay down, pull. But you don't realize there's a whole other gamut to dog training that dogs coming with behaviors that actually need to be changed in an opposite direction, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Like you, yeah. usually yeah. we're used to the enthusiastic dog, the over-enthusiastic dog, not the other yeah. way. So look at all the different um, ways dog training can be utilized. Yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely. And, and you can do an amazing array of things with dogs. And, and it used to be that uh, if you look at service dogs, for example, Service dogs were solely trained by compulsion methods. They, they said, well, you know, you can't have the dog, you know, you can't be feeding a service dog. You can't let them, you know, pick up cookies off the ground. You can't let them, you know, they've got to be absolutely like little soldiers. They, that's well, and the way I, they I think at be. some point, mm. and, and again, things are shifting and changing, what if they actually they know the difference of a cookie that was offered to them on the ground versus something they shouldn't eat off the ground because they're working? Yes, exactly. Like, what if they exactly. actually know the difference? And what if they can make a choice mm-hmm. and, and they're not dumb animals anymore? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I would like to come, yeah, no, I would like to come mm-hmm. back and talk about how to pick a trainer. Um. You know, yeah. and that it's okay that maybe you actually interview them and, and pick them because you like them, not just, you know, your friend always went there. But we got to take one more break, and we'll be back in a few seconds. Many of us make choices on how to care for our animals based on how it has been done in the past or what others have always done. What would it look like to choose what your pet requires, which may be very different from what others would choose? By tuning into Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor Dr. Andy Harper, you'll receive information and options you never even knew existed to improve your relationship with animals in your life. Listen to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on atizen.fm. This is Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor, Dr. Andy Harper, or more well-known as the Energy Wizard. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. at 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at adazen.fm. You can also ask a question by sending an email to drandy at harpersridge.com. Welcome back once again. Um, we are here every Monday at Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show on a2zen.fm, um, 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific. And so Anna's going to be back in November, on November 10th, um, do you want to come up with a topic now, or should we mull it over and wait till last minute like we usually do? <laughs> <laughs> I think we should come up with something good. Um, no. So yeah, I, I, maybe I get if a lot of has, questions this first. Well, and if anybody has any topics for us, you know what? What? You know what? I love that audience? idea. Let's yeah, let's let the, the audience decide. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. E- email Dr. Andy at Harper's Ridge or Anna at trainingwithgrace.com and let us know what you'd like us to discuss next month. Um, Next week we're going to have Kimberly Nazo on. We're going to talk about um, pet stones, crystals, and their healing powers for our pets. So that should be interesting and I know nothing about, so I'll have a bunch of questions on that. Now, is it... 
in your industry, can people interview you guys, or how, how do you pick a trainer? Absolutely. So there are, um, I think it's important to pick a trainer, just like you would pick, uh, you know, a, 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 a pediatrician for your child, a, um, a veterinarian for your cat, or a um, uh, a shrink for yourself, because that's that's kind of what we end up being for for a lot of families. Is that we we, we tend to become the family counselor as well. Uh, the I think it is important to pick um, an, an appropriate trainer for for you and your family. I think great questions to ask uh, would be uh, for one, um, what methods do you use? Uh, so give so, so ask them. Give me an example. How would you? Um, and just basic. You're not asking them to give you know to to to, to give away the farm, but uh, ask them. You know, how do you teach a basic set? Uh, you know, what are your what are your points? You know, do you use food? Do you use play? Uh, do you use um, uh, certain tools? Uh, do you correct? Are you correction based training? Uh, do you um, do you use uh, a certain kind of collar or harness? And so those are some of the questions to uh, to ask. Um, I like because to I don't think a lot of people tools. even know what to mm-hmm. ask. Mm-hmm. Exactly, think, exactly. And so they uh, don't even do the interview, or they just go because Mary down the street. They goes just to this go because it's right there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We have been we have been lucky uh, at our our training center since since we opened that we're we're in a high traffic area. Meaning there's there's a really lovely restaurant next door, and and there's a bookstore next door, and and people you know have been going there for many 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 years. And so like oh I didn't know you were here, and they just walk on in and they register for a class. So we we do reap the benefits of that, um, but at the same time, I also screen my clients because I do not want to work with someone who is not going to do the work, who's not going to be receptive. I don't want whiners. I don't want tire kickers. I don't want complainers. I want people that are ready to make changes and are ready to get on board and start doing the homework and start making the changes for their animals. Um, because it, it, primarily because we get a lot of really, really difficult cases uh, where dogs have bitten uh, children or other dogs or, or, or other people in their families um, or someone on the street, um, and, and it is important that they follow the rules. Uh, if they're not good rule followers, if they're not, or, or I shouldn't say rule followers or direction followers, um, if they're not the direction followers or they're making excuses and not doing their homework, they're not going to be a good fit for us. Right. And so uh, notice what you said. Uh, you talked about pretty much all the the qualities or components of the owner. So mm-hmm. it's not necessarily based on the problem of the animal or quote unquote no, the problem of the gosh, animal no. or the or the issue no. of the animal. Or exactly. And, exactly. And you've I'm, seen I'm glad it all. I'm glad you said that because that really is the bigger the bigger um, uh, challenge is, um, is is having a good fit with the owner. Because when we get a call from someone that says, oh, I've been to this trainer and they were awful, and then I went to this trainer, and oh, gosh, they, they didn't do anything. They didn't know what they were doing. And then I went to this trainer, and this was just ridiculous. It makes me go, hmm, I wonder what the human, the, the person that hired the trainer, I wonder what their their take was it or what, what they participated in. Uh, did they just want this to magically happen with the trainer? Because uh, as far as trainers are concerned, there's a lot of really great trainers out there. Um, however, it, it's, you know, it, any good trainer can train great behavior, but when they pass the dog back on to you, are you going to continue um, that great behavior, meaning yourself and the dog? Uh, so, so that's really important that a good trainer is able to pass on that information and that training to the owner of the dog. 
saw. And, so, and, and, so, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, and you've used a lot of words, and we've defined most of them, and we've talked about all of this training stuff, but nowhere in this whole hour did I hear that it would require no work from the owners. No, yep, it always requires work. Yep. It does require work. It always no requires work. <laughs> what part of that spectrum you fall, um, and hopefully yeah. we've given you some other information so you, you go searching out some even more information, but it's all going to require work. Training oh, it is, does. It requires does. work. It requires work, it requires dedication, uh, and it requires, uh, in, with, with the training that I do, requires a really good attitude. Um, because if you if you keep coming in to class going, oh, he's still such a jerk, and oh, God, God he's such a monster, um, that, that kind of vocabulary isn't going to make it better. It's not going to contribute to making things better. And so we even talk about the energy behind uh the energy behind what you say, the language that you use, because mm-hmm. uh, that, that does make a big difference. Um, and, uh, and and so, yes, it does require work. Some some modalities will require less work than others, um, but ultimately the upkeep and the maintenance of it does require being checked in, paying attention, staying in tune to what your relationship uh, is like with your animal. Well, and some modalities require more work. Um, some animals require more work. Absolutely. <laughs> and that's not Absolutely. a bad thing. Just I like just as people, you know, it 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 just yeah. depends on that dog. Some are sitting there going, "Yes, show me, show me, I'll learn, I'll learn." Some is going to require a little more work and a little more time. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, just exactly. be aware of that. So, when is that shaping yeah. class again? The shaping class is on Monday afternoons at 4, and it is a open enrollment class, uh, so you can register at any time uh, and, and plug in at any time. Uh, it's a, um, a required um, commitment of six weeks, six consecutive weeks, uh, and, um, and the cost for that is $150, uh, and you can register online at trainingwithgrace.com. Very cool. And then they can also call you at 303 238 Dogs, three six four seven. Um, anything else you'd like the world to know? I'd love the world to know that every Monday, not today, because today is Columbus Day, but every Monday night at seven o'clock at a Training with Grace uh, in Lakewood, we have free talks every Monday night um, uh, with a new topic. Uh, so I believe our next one is greetings, and the next one after that is puppies. Uh, we have topics like pulling on leash or polite leash walking, I should say, uh, and um, <clears throat> uh, what appropriate things are to chew on. We had one. Uh, we have one coming up on uh, nutrition. Thank you for choosing well. to listen to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Anna, Show. Bye-bye. Dr. Andy will return Woo-hoo, next Monday bye. at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on A to Zen.fm.